Amen. If you have it, turn with me to the very first book in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, I tell you, y'all look good today. Y'all look good today. Y'all just do. You just tell your neighbors, you sure look good. Look exceptionally nice today. Exceptionally nice today. And um, it, uh, as you turn there, I'll tell you, just, uh, just, want, just want to say again, thank you for what you do. I love this church. I love you guys. I love what God's doing here. Thankful to be a part of it. Amen. When you got Matthew chapter 1, go to verse 18, and it reads like this. It says, Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, since she found she, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's crucial. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Man, that's good. And she will bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. Jesus. Come on, just say that name with me. Jesus. Man, I love that name. There's no name greater. Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Oh, my. Verse 22 says, So this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with us. Did, did you realize when you were singing that name just a few moments ago that you were you was singing about this big God that I preached on last week literally being with us through the person of Jesus? Oh, man, that, whew, that'll make you, make you get happy. Then verse 24 says this, Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name, Jesus. Man, can we pray? God, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for sending your son to die for us. Thank you for coming to this world. And, 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 and we need you. We need you. We need you today. Lord, you knew what we had to have, so you gave that for us, Lord. And we thank you today for your love and for the, for the grace that flows from Emmanuel's veins, God. We thank you so much for that, and we give you praise. And, Lord, let this word today just get in our hearts. Let it challenge us. Let it change us. Let it take us to a closer uh, direction uh, in your direction. God, help us to understand, Lord, today just a little bit more clearly how powerful this name is. And we give you glory for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. We're in week three today of the DNA series, and I hope you've been able to hang out. Who's been able to be at all three? Raise your hand, raise your hand. Throw it up real quick. Real high, real high. Let me see that. Y'all going good. Y'all doing great. Awesome, awesome. If you haven't been able to be with us during this time, both of the messages, the prior messages are on uh, uh, the website. They're on iTunes. You can download those, listen to them. They're all free of charge, and I would encourage you to do that. Because week one, we talked about the word. Amen. You get a word in you, that can change anything. And it changes everything. Uh, we, last week, man, we talked about God. Oh, man, I tell you, it was very difficult to try to 
to put into one message this big God that we serve. And I even told you that I was just going to paint this one picture, small dot in this big JPEG is the best I could do because he is so big, he's so vast, he's so large, he's so huge, and there's no way I can just narrow it down. But today, I want to talk about the one that we talk about every week. I want to talk about Jesus. Amen. I want to talk about Jesus. And let me just do this real quick. As, as, as I say the name Jesus, somebody just tell me in a one-word answer what that name means to you. Just, just somebody. Freedom. Freedom. What else? Salvation. Salvation. What else? Deliverance. Deliverance. Awesome. What else? Love. Love. Friend. Friend. Grace. Truth. Truth. Well, y'all good. Y'all preaching well this morning. Come on. What else? Anything else when you think about Jesus? God. He's God. Amen. Amen. Lord, oh man, that's true. So man, that's great, man. This, this is awesome. And so today we're going to do this. We're going to talk about Jesus. Uh, we, we do that again every week around here. And we're going to talk about the, uh, God the Son this week. We talked about God the Father last week. And this week we're going to talk about God the Son. And, and we're just going to have a good time doing it. And, then, and again, if you don't know, this series is just, a, it's just a series of the core values of our church and what we believe as a church and, and why we exist and why we do what we do and, and, and what we're here for. And I, and I just love that. So just straight from our website, straight from the, 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 the policy of our church and what we believe, we believe this. And you, and you can read it online. Uh, it says that just simply Jesus Christ. We believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God the Father. Conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, he lived a sinless life, provided atonement for our sins by his death on the cross, was resurrected after three days, ascended back to the right hand of God the Father, and ever lives to make intercession for us. Come on. Is that not cool? Man, just that. That's good. That is awesome. Just to think about that. And again, I, I just won't be able to, just in any way, not in one message, just be able to describe all that Jesus is. Couldn't do it in a series. Couldn't do it in a year. Couldn't do it in a lifetime because this Jesus is so powerful, so much to us. But I just want to do it just from a missional standpoint today, from even what I read. Just want to talk to you for a few moments about this, about this Jesus. And, and we again, if you know the vision statement of our church, it's three simple words. It is making Jesus known. We want you to know this, Jesus. When it's all said and done, when we get to this place, when we come before this God that I preached on last week, one day we will bow before him, and I want each of us to be able to know. Oh, man, I want us to know. I want us to be so secure, so strong, and want to believe that this Jesus is Lord of our life, and, and, and this is why we even exist, because, again, to make him known. Because I don't, the Bible says this. The Bible says that one day God will say to some folks that depart from me, I never knew you. I want us to know him. And if we know him, he'll know us. And, man, that day is just going to be so, so, so incredible. But as I was preparing for this, I, again, as I, as I talk about trying to paint a picture of Jesus, so many people have different images in their mind when I say that. Just even when I say the name Jesus, you, you immediately may go to a place. And, and some of you have said different things about what this Jesus is to you and, and what he means to you. But just for a moment, I just want to look at a, at a few pictures. I pulled these off the Internet and, and uh, just under a Google search of images, when I just typed in the name Jesus, and just look for a few moments. And, and some of these may, may you know, kind of go back and bring back some memories. I don't know. But look at the first one, if you would. The first image there that, uh, of, of Jesus when, that I looked up. And this is, uh, this is the classic Jesus. 
That's what it said. Amen. Even underneath the, 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 the title of the picture, this was the classic Jesus. I, I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think when we were little, we had a picture of this very picture in our house, if, if I'm not mistaken. And, and it may still be there. I don't know. But, uh, uh, but I mean, I, I remember that. This, that's just the classic Jesus. And again, I, I don't know, um, you know, it's, about that. I don't know. We don't know what he looks like, but that's one of the pictures. Uh, next picture, please. We'll look at this. Uh, this is the image of Jesus at the tomb. Aren't you thankful that he's on the outside of the tomb? Who? Ah, come on. That was a good spot for somebody who believes in Jesus to say amen. Aren't you thankful that he's on this side of the tomb? He's on this side. The stone was rolled away. He popped down and he said, man, I'm risen. And he's alive today. I'm so thankful for that picture of Jesus. And, and we have to have that picture of Jesus in our mind, in our heart, uh, in some way. Maybe not exactly in that, that, that look, that style. But we have to have that picture of Jesus. I'm thankful for it. I love it. It's one of them. Uh, next picture is, is, um, is a picture. And I, I think we had this in, in, in our house as uh, um, my home, I think Miss Schmoll, I said no. I've seen this somewhere. Uh, that, ain't that, uh, what, what do you call that stuff? Um, home interiors. A statue. Okay, I knew it was close. I mean, we had this home interiors back in the day when home interiors was all was rocking and was the thing, man. But, uh, but, but, but this Jesus, who, who is a, an incredible picture in the Bible, talks about, he says, let the little children come to him, and, and this is the kingdom of God. And I love that picture. I think that's cool. Um, and again, did it look exactly like that? I don't know. But uh, this next one's pretty interesting, I found. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where, the, again, I just... The, you know, tell them what you find on the internet. But this caption underneath this one was entitled Buddy Jesus. I mean, this is Buddy Jesus. Just, I mean, you know, it's Buddy Jesus. And he is that. Uh, I don't know the artist behind that and how that came to be, but it's very interesting uh, to say the least. But he is that for us. The Bible said he's a friend. Click sto- click that sticks closer than any brother that we could have. And I've had three and... Uh, Okay, well, go ahead. You good? Good. Look at the next one. This was one I found. I kind of thought that was interesting because that's so not true. So not true. Um, there's not. A, there's not in any way right now uh, this struggle going on between Jesus and Satan. Uh, there's not his arm wrestling match, and, and and there's no vein popping out on the side of Jesus' head and his neck, and he's not struggling right now. Whew, come on. That's good. That, gets, that picture gets me a little bit happy because I know how un, untrue that is. The, the fact that, that today Jesus is, is the champion. He is he's the winner there. This Satan has been defeated. And if you knew how defeated he was, you wouldn't let him be so much a part of your life. Amen. Amen. But that, that, again, that's just, that's just so not true. So not true. Um, some, this, this, this is what should be. We should be in there instead of Jesus because we do that and we shouldn't either. So, but... Again, it's another message, uh, but we'll keep rolling. Uh, the next one, uh, interesting, uh, the, the, this one was just King Jesus was what this was uh, titled. And he is that. He is the king of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. And so, uh, you know, again, the artist behind that, I, I think he was doing the best he could to, to represent that, how incredible this king is for us. And, and he is a, a, a authority. Because you can't have a kingdom without a king. I mean, we want to be a kingdom church, and we had to have a king, and we make sure we understand who the king is. It's nobody on the staff. It's Jesus, King Jesus, and it's all about him, and that's who we're here to make known today. So great picture. Uh, this next one I was disturbed by. Um, if, if you, uh, uh, that is the South Park, uh, which is a show that's on television. Their, um, their 
their version of Jesus. I can say this. I've never watched this show, uh, never plan on watching this show. I've heard too much junk about this show and, and what it tries to betray. And, uh, and I will say this about the people behind this. I don't know if you watch it. I made the place now. I don't even care if I offend you. I just wanted to tell you truth and love you through all that. But uh, the, the creators of that will bow before the real Jesus and before the real God. Uh, there will be one day when we all do that, we all take a knee before him and bow in his presence. So, again, it's just, it's just true. Um, the, the next one is this. It is, is Jesus knocking at the door. I love that. It's cool, kind of old school look, but, but, but it's true. It's biblical that he is, he is knocking and he's there trying to get to us and, and have this life and this relationship with us, and I like that. Uh, verse 9 is pretty cool. This is called Almighty God. Um, the next, uh, next slide is um, kind of neat. Just Jesus was all slow. He was buffed up, and, and um, he has, he, he, he's... I don't know if he looked like that. Probably not. Um, like he was on some juice right there in that picture. But, but, but I don't believe he was some wimp. I don't believe that. Jesus was a carpenter. He was a man. Jesus went into the temples and threw tables over and and, and, ah, and no, so he, I, I don't believe that he was he was some little little weenie. I believe he was a man, and I believe it, it, I, do, I do like the title of this one was Almighty God because he is Almighty. Oh, man, praise God, he is almighty. And, and the last one uh, is, is this. This is the bobblehead Jesus. And this is a true. They actually these exist and uh, make a cool past appreciation gift. I don't know. It would be kind of cool. My, but uh, no, don't buy me that. But, uh, but it, you know, it's, I thought it was kind of neat. Just, you know, against the bobblehead Jesus. But again, so I don't know what picture comes to mind. You can, you can take that off now and we'll, we'll, we'll show the other one at the end. But uh, I don't know what picture comes to mind. I don't know what you what you what you think of when you when you when you hear that name Jesus or you think about it. And again, it's, it's, he he. There's no way we can truly you know our minds can't wrap, be wrapped around how incredible this Jesus is. But he is he is so much more than just our buddy or our friend. And he is those things. Uh, uh, it's kind of now they're trying to bring and loop it in that you know somebody had a sure he's a homeboy and all, you know if he's you know y'all tight like that that's good. But he is he is so much more than that. And just from a missional standpoint, just from a church, what we believe, we believe this. We believe that Jesus is fully God and is fully man. Now, it's kind of hard to understand that, but we believe that this great big God who sits upon this throne that I talked about in Revelations last week, who, I mean, that it just is, oh, man, it's amazing to think about. And we believe that because he loved us so much, he did this. He came to earth in order to get to us. We believe that it happened even through a virgin birth. Uh, unlike any other, Jesus uh, was begotten by the Holy Spirit. Okay? We, and you have to, and have to believe this. And some of you are like, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if it really went down like that. No, you have to believe it because the Bible says this. We, we believe that, that he, is, he is this God who came. And unlike any other prophet, unlike any other priest, unlike any other king, unlike anyone else, through the virgin birth of Mary, we believe that Jesus came and was conceived by the Holy Spirit of God in order to come to this place to get to us, uh, in order to, 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 to somehow have a relationship with us and get us to this God. Uh, and I, it, it's just, it's, again, it's hard to even explain this. But he understood this. He knew this, that one day we would bow before him. In all of his power and his, his glory and his, and his power and his almighty, just 
all those things. And he knew that we would have to come before him. So he did this. He provided a way for us to be able to do that. Oh, man, I love that. I'm so thankful that he didn't look at me and say, you're not worthy. Just, you don't have what it takes. There's no way. Or, or maybe he did see that, but he said, because you're not, I'm going to send somebody who is worthy. I'm going to send this lamb, and I'm going to come, and I'm going I'm to give my life for you. But he came, and he did come, and he was a man on this earth. I believe that. I believe that he went through the struggles. The Bible talks about that he went through temptation and, 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 and was faced with sin and, and, was, and was put before so many times in so many difficult situations and yet without sin. And he had to do that. He had to be without sin because he knew how full of sin we were. And, and he knew that we had to have this. And so, but he went through things. I, I kind of think about it. The Bible kind of goes through a couple of situations where, you know, you don't hear much about him after that little, that, that baby when he was visited with the shepherds and, and they had this time. And, and then you don't hear much about him. And then he, he pops back on the scene about 12 years of age. And then around 12 years of age, I, you know, I just, again, my mind kind of goes to some crazy places when I think about this Jesus being, being this, why he's here. You know, maybe he was, in, he was at 12 years of age. He was teaching in the temple. And I kind of got to thinking, man, I wonder if his voice was changing during that time. <laughs> just kind of think, you know, I mean, he's, he's you know, talking. And all of a sudden, it just goes up or it goes down or, or whatever, you know. And it just, it just to think, because, again, he was a man. He did. He came. We have to see that. We have to, there's, there's some religions that say, well, he's not God, and, and, and he didn't really come, or if he did come, he didn't come as, as God. He, he'd come as a, just another angel, or he'd come as, as just another prophet, or just another, another, another king, or whatever. No, he came as God because we, he had to have what he was capable of bringing for us. And simply this, the name of Jesus by itself means Savior, or God saves. I just love that. Even from just our text, what we read today, that he will, that he will save his people from his sins, from their sins. That's what this, this name Jesus is. And to understand this, to understand the Savior, you have to understand that you have to be saved. And, and even, just again, from our core values, we're going to talk about salvation in the next couple of weeks. And, and, I, and I send out emails and Twitters and texts and say, man, invite somebody to come. But no, they need to come. We need to do whatever we can do to get people in this place because they need salvation. If you're here in this room today, you don't know this Jesus. This Jesus is not a part of your life. If you don't have this relationship with him through, through Jesus... It, this is how the Bible, Bible says that you won't get to God. Right. And, and so we have to do this. And so literally, he did this. He understood that we needed to be saved from all of our stuff, from all of our junk, from all the things that we deal with and go through. And, and some of you are thinking about right now, man, some of the stuff I've been through. All right. I mean, just you just that's just kind of your mind goes there. But listen, the blood of Jesus is enough. And this is what he did. This is what we believe as a church. That God did this. The name that we've sung about twice in two different songs, and I love, I love how the Holy Spirit works. Angel sent out her song list this week and to her praise team, and, and I'm a, I get those texts. And, and so when she, I looked down there and I saw Emmanuel on the, on the, on the schedule, and I saw what's, after that, that that I will rejoice talking about this Emmanuel. Man, I just started smiling because there's sometimes I do this. I say, you know, you should sing this song. 
you know, I may be just sliding. I feel like we're supposed to sing this song, but just, I, I really believe, just being directed by the Holy Spirit. Haven't sung this song since last year, probably around Christmas time. That's a Christmas kind of a thing, you know, going on with it, that, that this Emmanuel. But this was on the list, and I got to thinking how incredible it is that, that God knew this. God knew that we would be here in this place, in this moment, and I would be talking about Emmanuel, that God is with us, that he is, this is, this is how this works. He understood how messed up we were, and he said, I've got to get to them. He, I, he, he had to do this. He had to get to us. We've we got to see this. Without Jesus, there is no hope. There's no hope for this world. There's no hope for you. There's no hope for me. There's no, without this Jesus who, who, who came, Emmanuel coming, leaving this, this place called heaven and taking on the form of man and coming to this earth, there was no escape. There was no way out for us. He had to do this. And, and, I, and I love when I start reading about some of Jeremiah and I read some of these things in the Bible and these different stories of people who were really trapped in their stuff. Really in the pit, really messed up, knew how messed up it was, but they understood this that Jesus would come to them. And the Bible says he pulled them out of the horrible pit. That's what Jesus did for us. It's what God did for us through the person of Jesus. Through him. He did this. Emmanuel. Now, you said that. Yeah, I want to say it again because God with us. When I when I understand that God is with me. And we'll talk about the Holy Spirit next week and how this whole thing works out and how he's with us all the time because how can this one man be with us? We'll, we'll talk about it later. But he is with us. <laughs> and I understand that. When I start grasping that, I, can, I don't know. There's just nothing that I, I don't know that I, I will face, come against, that I, that I don't believe that I will come through. I, I just truly believe. I don't think there's anything that I'm going to come up against that God's not going to take me through. Why? Because he's with me. And he's not in this arm wrestling match with the enemy. He's defeated and he's won. He is, he is the Lord of Lords, King of Kings. He's all these things. And so, again, he came and did this. And so you, you have to understand, I, I, talk, I talked briefly last week for, for about the baptism and, and how all that worked out and how all three representations of the triune God was at work in that. When, 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 when the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove and God spoke and Jesus was being baptized and all those things took place and what happened. And, and I was just thinking about that. The baptism does this. The baptism is where of Jesus is where we celebrate God coming to man. And, 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 and the reason as a church we want to we get this baptism pool, we'll start having baptisms regularly because it's where we celebrate this man coming back to this God. And we have this encounter with him, we have this relationship with him, and I just love that. And again, just simply in his name, that's enough. If we understood just how powerful that name was, I, 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 was, I heard a story about T.F. Tenney, a, a, a gentleman who has been preaching for years and years and years and been sharing the gospel, and he was talking about his father-in-law. His father-in-law has, has shared the gospel for years, and this man was brilliant. He, he knew the word of God. He was so solid in his faith. But what happened was his body was attacked, and, and, he, and he, he began to develop Alzheimer's, and he began to have dementia and some of these different, different struggles that physically he was being attacked by. And they said he would just sit for just hours and, and, and then turn to weeks, and then even literally he would go months where nobody would, could just make the connection. He was in another place. Man, but he goes on to say this, that he would get up, and this is his father-in-law, and he would reach over and he would whisper in his ear and he would say, Bobby. That's his name. 
He said that he'd raise up and wide eyed and he'd say, Jesus is his name. Oh, man. And he said that and he would go back out and he would go to this place and then he wouldn't see him again. But just begin to think about that for a moment, how powerful that is that he understood the name of Jesus. See, that name has, it has all authority. It said that name, it said the name of Jesus that demons tremble. The devils flee. It, it was in that name that, 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 that demons were cast out. It was in that name that bodies were healed. It was in that name. And it's in that name that we get to this God who loves us so much through the person of Jesus Christ. Now, I love this. Now, as I was, I was thinking about some of the other prophets, and again, we looked at the King of Kings picture and, and all these things that, that I was thinking about. We have these other prophets who said things like Buddha who said that I will teach you the truth. I would teach it to you. And, and, you, and, and you have people like Muhammad that says, I'll show you the way. So you got one guy saying, I'm going to teach you truth. One guy says, I'm going to show you the way. But we had another, another, another real, true, living God, the one who God, who the Bible says there is none besides him. Who stepped up and said this in John 14. He said that I am the way. He said I am the truth. I am the life. And no man gets to this father unless they come by me. Love that. No other, no other God can say that. And if they said it, it wasn't true. But he said this. And I just, just for a moment, just a quick, just a, just a quick teaching on this. The way, the truth, and the life. I just want to break this down just real quick. Then we'll move. But listen to the way. This is what Jesus said. When he said that I am the way, this is what he was referring to. In Hebrews 9, 8, you can study this out sometime. And again, just jot these scriptures down because we're going to move quick. But the Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest when the first tabernacle was still standing. Okay? What this is talking about is, is they had to, again, I've taught on this, and, but they would, they would do this. They would, they would prepare a sacrifice, and it would get them just into a place of the presence of as most they could handle that one time, and just it had to be by just one person and, and by this high priest, and then he would go to this God, and, and then he would have to get out of the presence of God because it was so much, and he couldn't stay there or whatever. I mean, again, this was the, this was the way that they had to do that through all these sacrifices. Through this killing of this blood, killing of this, shedding the blood, killing of animals. They would do this. They would get to God in that way. But Jesus said this. He, he says that I'm the way. And this is what he's talking about. Where it says that the way into the holiest of all. How do we get to the holiest of all? How do we get to this place? It is through Jesus. Again, he said that I am the way. Now, what, what was he talking about when he said truth? John 1.14 says this. It says... And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. <laughs> the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, I just, it takes it back to a couple of weeks. We talked about the message, this word that was so powerful. This word became flesh and dwelt among the people. And then we beheld his glory, and it was full of this grace. It was full of this truth, this Emmanuel that we were singing about. And that second song when she was just breaking it down, that this grace that flows from this Emmanuel's veins, this God who came in flesh, was beaten and bruised, and then from those veins flows grace for us. It, 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 this, this comes out of us. So again, he is the way. 
He's the truth. And then I love this. In John eleven twenty five, 25, Jesus was speaking to Martha. If you don't know the story, just quickly, the Lazarus, who, who was a friend of Jesus, who, who Jesus loved him, and, and he had this relationship. They would go to their house, and they would fellowship with one another, and, and maybe he really could, that, that picture of Buddy Jesus, I mean, he could say that. Maybe, maybe that was for him. They were tight. They just, I mean, they were just like that. And, and, and the Bible says that, that Lazarus had passed away. He had, he had, he had moved on, and he had, he had, his life was, was over. And, and the Bible says so much that it would have been three days he began to stink. It's rough. And so Jesus got the call, shows up on the scene, does his thing, comes into this place, and then Jesus said this. He said to Martha, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. <laughs> I am the resurrection and the life. He's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. And he says, he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Come on. And as I said this, and I've been getting kind of, you know, messed with a little bit about my statement a while back where I said, what's the worst thing happen? we die? You know, I've been, I've been kind of kidded about that. I've kind of had fun. But seriously, why? He who believes in me, though he may die physically, we live forever because he is this way. He is this truth. He is this life. He is all these things too. And in just in that name, I don't. Oh, man, let's do this real quick. Go to Acts chapter 4. I want to do this quick. I'm going to speed read. Y'all better get ready. Just, I want you, I want you to look at this. Because they, they've seen this, they, 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 they encountered this Jesus. This is what they were willing to do. Um, Peter and John get arrested. And let's look at why they get arrested. It's because of this name. You can do, you can go into work and you can be talking about God. Nobody think too much about it. God, you can throw that out there. Oh, well, God loves you and all that kind of stuff or whatever. And it doesn't get much of a reaction. You know, I, I've talked to people and, and they talk about this higher power and they say stuff like that. And, and let me tell you what the highest power is. His name is Jesus. That's who it is. And, and this name causes some controversy. It still does it today. But look at, the, look at what happened in this story. In Acts chapter 4, it says that now as they spoke to the people, uh, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them. Oh, man. And put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. So again, these guys were arrested, put in chains, brought in, and arrested because they was preaching this Jesus who had resurrected. They was preaching in that name. However, many of those who heard the word, man, the number of the men came to be about 5,000. Now, think about that again, as I talked about. And it came to pass on the next day that the rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas, the high uh, priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. So again, they, they bring out the big guns. This is all the officials. This is all the big names. This is all the guys who come in, and they're going to try to push their weight on these guys. You know, it's just kind of like at work. If you get bold and get crazy, they may bring out the general manager. Not the system, man. They're bringing out the man. They're going to bring him in and say, well, you, you can't do that here. And I don't know if anybody's ever had to deal with that. But just, you know, that, just trying to put in perspective. But these guys were arrested, brought in, bring out the big guns. And when they had set them in the, in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Now, 
Can you see this? Get a picture quick. And I, and I love the story. It is so cool to think about. They're in the, in the midst, in the middle, surrounded by the big wigs, brought in here by the big names, and pressure's being put on them. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which was become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other name, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now listen to me. That's a good place to give God some glory because if you are under that name today, you're free. You're sa- oh, y'all ain't acting like it. You ain't acting like it. Come on. Now, now think. Now again. Now, I, I love the next part of the story. It tells me there's hope for me. Uh, verse, th- verse 13 says, Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, again, you're willing to come up and against all that adversity and all that junk, all that mess, and get up and you say, Oh, yeah, I come in a name. I come in a name. And, and, and as a result, it's because of the name I got the results that I got. And they're talking about a, a, a person being healed who had been, had been in this, this physical bondage for years who got healed because of this name. And they go and they say this. They start talking about him. They're always going to talk about you. And it says this. It says, they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. Now, they probably did not use the correct terminology when they spoke in the presence of the high priest. And as they come into all this, they, they probably didn't use the, the wording that, that they should, because, again, you're in our place today. And we can tell you haven't been to our school and you haven't, you haven't you know, been trained the way that we've been trained. And, and <laughs> None of that matters because they saw this. They perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. I tell them there's hope for me. I never went to cemetery. I mean, seminary. And I never made it to that, but, but this is what happened. They looked at them, perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, and they marveled. <laughs> you want to you really get these folks to just marvel at this name? How could they do this? Again, not educated, didn't have the degrees, uh, didn't have the diplomas, didn't have the things, haven't been to their school, haven't been to their training, but they got results. And how do they do that? And how do you get all these people to look at this situation, look at these guys, say, man, they don't have all that, but they've been able to do this. They realized this. They realized that they had been with Jesus. Come on. I, I, don't, I don't know. I want them to look at us. I want them to look at faith. And you I don't want them to look at you. I don't, I don't want anything else. I don't want them to say, well, they go to, I, I don't want any of that. I want to be able to say, man, they've been with Jesus. Amen. I can tell. I can tell. Something's different about them. They don't act like everybody else when everything else goes wrong and, 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 and the chaos is breaking forth at work and, and the family situation doesn't look good. They've been with Jesus. They've been with him. They've been in his presence. They've, they've been there. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. They could argue with results. What we need in the church, we need results. How we get them, we get with Jesus. 
Do we get together and have events and fellowship? Well, no, yeah, we do hang out. That's good. Women get together and, and they're going to hang out tonight. Men got together last week. But what's going what's to be the key is when we get together, we get with Jesus. When we, get, when we get together and we spend time and we show up and we come into this place, what's going to be the kicker? How's this thing going to work? What's, what, what's going to happen is we get with Jesus. And what Jesus do we have to have? What picture do I want us to have of Jesus? What picture that I don't ever want to escape the mind of us as a church? As we've talked about what believe that he came, he was God, and, and he came in the flesh, and Emmanuel that is with us today. I want you to get this picture in your mind. Tim, just show that last one if you would. This is the picture that I want you to have. This is the picture that I don't ever want to escape your mind. Not that one. <laughs> Classic Jesus. Number 11. Don't look at me for a minute. Just look at that. Because some of you are saying, well, no, he's not there anymore. And, and, he's, and he's not. And it's true. He, he, you know, we've seen the one of the grave. We've seen the one of the tomb. Yeah, all that took place. But that had to happen. So when, when you think about him, when you get, he can be your buddy. He can be your friend. He, he, can, he can be all those things. But that's what you have to get in your mind. That's what you have to see. You, you have to see that because here's the I, I wouldn't never do that to you. And, I, and for me, I, as, as the Lord keeps taking me back to the cross and as a church, that's what we're going to keep going back to. We're going to keep preaching the cross of Jesus. We're going to keep preaching the grace that flowed from those veins. We're going to keep preaching the truth of God's word, full of grace, full of truth. And he said this, there is no other way to the Father except through this. There's no other way you can get there. No, well, what if I'm good? Pastor, what if I go ahead and do that? I feel led today. I'm going to go ahead and just pay off the church building and go ahead and throw in the baptism on the side. I'm going to say amen to that. Glory to God. And I, we receive that. Is that going to do it? No. Gary, come on up if you would, but what's going to do it? Real love. The only begotten of the Father, full of grace. Full of truth. And I used to do this, I, and, and I've talked about this, and I used to think that what I was doing from this stage was probably the most important part of the service. I believe I can kind of argue that and, and, and even prove that to some point about how important the, the word is. I love the worship. Oh, dude, I praise him. I mean, I get no worship him. I love him, man. I try my best to let him know how incredible he is. Love the worship. This is huge. Love the praise. Love the offering. Man, I love that. A place where I'm all love, dear Lord. Wish they'd move on. No, no, I love that. That's awesome. That's important. It's such a big deal. And I love this. It's my heart. I, I mean, I, I, I just, I'll get up here and I'll just try my best, man. And I, there's just no way I can do justice to this God and, and preach His word the way it really just deserves to be taught. But man, and I said, listen, that's the most important thing, isn't it? 
is, the word is so true. But you know something? That, that I've, I've discovered this. That even my preaching is not the biggest part of the service. The most important thing that happens in this church is what you decide to do with everything that happened before this moment right now. I want you to stand with me if you would. I want you just for a moment, I want you to think. And, I, and Tim, if you would, just keep that picture up for just a moment. Oh, man. The worship's good, man. I love it. Offering's awesome. The word, man, we got to have it. What's the most important thing, man? What we do with that picture. What you do with this picture today is going to determine some things in your life. For some of you, it's going to determine, and I'm, I'm going to just be very real. For some of you, it's going to determine whether or not your family will be together a year from now. What you do with that sheet. For some of you, you're at this place. For some of you, what, what you do with this Jesus will determine where you spend eternity. For some of us, what we do with this, with this Jesus will determine whether or not physically we'll be alive. Because I want us to see all the things that happened because of this Jesus. And just, just as they bring the lights down, I want you to just bow your heads for a moment. And it is his love. It is this grace that flows and flowed from those veins. Oh, man. That brings us to this moment in this place right now. What's the most important thing that can happen in this church? What we do with that. What we decide to do with it. God, we're so thankful that you sent your son, that you came to this earth, you put on flesh for us, and we can understand the love that you have for us, we can't comprehend the grace that is in, that has flowed from those veins, we can't in any way just truly grab hold of the full picture, but today, God, let us grab hold of enough to understand that you gave your very life for us. Help us to see the importance of what we do with this. Help us to see the importance of what we do with this Jesus. Remind of the story in, in the scriptures, and it's where Jesus is brought before his judges and his jury, and for those who's going to determine his fate. As he stood before them, as he, he stood before the jurors, as he, as he, as he stood before Pilate and, and all these Pharisees who had been, oh man, who, who somehow was supposed to have known this Jesus, but it didn't happen the way they wanted it to happen. The question was asked, 
Pilate said this. He says, what should I do with him? What should I do with him? And if you know the story, they, they begin to, to begin to scream out, they begin to yell, they begin to say, crucify him. Crucify him. Kill him. He's healed on the Sabbath. He said he's God. He, he made all these claims. Kill him. But I love the question. Though. The question is, what are you going to do? What should we do with this man? I'm going to ask that question. What are you going to do with him today? And if you're here and you don't know him, oh, this is the day. This is the day of salvation for you. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. It doesn't matter how messed up you are, how many mistakes you could have made. It don't matter how good you are and how few mistakes you've made. We have to go through this Jesus. We have to. He is the way, he's the truth, he's the life. And that's so much good news. It's not bad, it's so much good news in that. And today, if you're here and you don't know him, I want to introduce you to him. If you don't know him as your Savior and your Lord, I want you to just raise your hand up real quick. I'll pray with you. I just want to lead you in this and introduce you to him. Raise it up if you're here and you don't know him. I'll just pray with you. Hold it up. There's a lot of people in this room. I'm just giving you a moment to do it. Raise it up. What we do with this, Jesus? Now, I want to ask this now. What we do with him? I made the statement. It's going to determine a lot of things in our life. For some of you, I said it, and I, I don't, that was not a negative prophecy. It's something that was spoken over your life. It's going to show you what can happen if you do the right thing with him and allow him to, 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 to do this for you. For some of us, that it's going to determine our, our families, whether or not it's going to be together. Whether our marriage is going to make it or our relationship is going to make it. For some of you, what you do with this Jesus, again, it's, it's going to determine so much. And now as we come together, I, I just want to do this today. We're getting ready to do this. We're getting ready to pray for special needs. And, and, and we're getting ready to pray physically for some people who are, who are going through some situations. And, and, and Steve's with us today. We're going to let Steve, we're asking him to come down. And as, as elders in the church, we're going to come. We're going to pray to pray our faith over him. We're going to pray in that name, Jesus. And God's going to do his thing. I just love that and I believe that. But as we get ready to pray, if you have a, if you have a need, a physical need, I want you to come and I want you to step out. I want, you, I want us to pray together. I want us to pray and I, I want us to talk to this God who loves us. And because of what he did for us, the answer to every struggle we have, the problem with every sin issue we've ever faced was taken on that cross. For some of you need to do this. For some of us, I want to talk to men again for a moment. God's been hitting us hard in this area of men. For some of us men, we need to be the first ones in this altar. Praying for our families, praying for our kids, praying for ourselves. We need to be the first ones there. But as we open this altar up, time of prayer, that the worship team could come around. But I want you to step out. If you need special prayer, 
And, and if you just want to sp- maybe spend some time in his presence, I want you to come as the worship team comes around. And I just want us to do this. From our mission, we believe that Jesus is at the right hand of God. And Romans 8, 34 says this. It says that he's making intercession for us. He's praying. He's believing. He's standing. Speaking on our behalf right now. And I believe this. Oh, man, I believe this. As, as you come, whatever the need is, I, I, I believe this. If it's for physical situation, I believe Jesus is saying this to, to God the Father. I took stripes for him. Come on, Bible says he's speaking on our behalf. I believe this. I believe I took, I believe he's looking at him and saying, I, I did it for her. I did it for her. Some of you having going through a struggle, going through something, man. I, I believe he's saying, man, I, I took that, did that. So as the worship team just sings for a moment, I want our leaders to come around and, and, and if you have a special need, I want you just to step out and come to this altar as we spend a moment in prayer and praying with these special needs.